Live on KFUO, it's Rumination Law and Gospel on this Thursday, January the 7th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is my dear friend, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm doing okay. Did you like being away from KFUO for almost two weeks? I missed it other than listening to the music. Yes. Yeah, I I sure missed it, and I'm glad we're back on. And you really have chosen a good subject for today. It's entitled, What to Expect on the Religious Scene in 2021. And there are about 12 so-called experts that cast their sights on the year ahead. And as I said to my congregations uh, during this past week and so, who would have thought last December the 25th, the kind of year that 2020 was going to be? Nobody Mm. imagined it. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's, uh, that's really to say the least. And I got to thinking, you know, the 12 days of Christmas, we just finished with uh, the 12th day of Epiphany yesterday. And the Christmas season is is, is uh, past this. Um, you know, it made me stop and think. I, I don't know about you, but uh, we don't take down our Christmas tree until after Epiphany. Oh, really? Yeah, we leave it up during the 12 days of Christmas. No, no, we leave yeah. ours up all year, and that way we don't have to put it up again. <laughs> that would be one way of doing it. I tell you, if we ever had lights like they have on some houses, I would never take them down. I'd just leave them up and turn them off until next Christmas. <laughs> well, we don't put that many lights on. It, it, it started a number of years ago with... Uh, our neighbors, uh, they would say, you, you haven't taken down your Christmas tree. Isn't Christmas over? And I said, not till the 6th of January. That's right. That's Epiphany. And that just so happens to have been yesterday. Yep. And so and this I, coming Sunday, you can either talk on Epiphany or the readings are really about the baptism of Jesus with John the Baptizer. And we had finished uh, our, our discussion last year uh, on uh, rumination about baptism. Yes. And uh, I thought that was an excellent article that you you had shared on on uh, our baptism in, in relation to the birth of Christ. Well, I think today is a great opportunity uh, to take a look at these 12 so-called experts uh, when I took a look at what you had sent me, I only found one of them that appeared even to be Christian, and that was uh, Johnny Moore. Moore, uh, yeah. He uh, served as an informal advisor to the Trump administration. He's president of the Congress of Christian Leaders, and here's what he writes. Religion will be everywhere all the time. Churches around the world will burst out with record attendance on the other side of COVID-19, 
while online experiences will continue. Generally, evangelicals who already exceed 700 million people will grow by at least 10%. Religious freedom advocates will achieve victories in courts and capitals around the world despite ongoing challenges with persecution and marginalization. Religious freedom will also be a unifying principle for those family acknowledging China's inexcusable behavior, especially its genocide persecution of Muslims, Buddhists, and Christians. In other words, that seemed to me about the closest to a positive view on what Christianity and religion is going to be like. But all the rest, from our point of view, were really quite negative. Won't you agree? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was looking at him, too. And interestingly, he says that uh, worship will be up. I also caught a, another article on the uh, out of a Pew Research that said, uh, several of them that, that talked about that persecution and restrictions on, on Christians worldwide is, is also up. So the church is being persecuted. But yet, you know, if you listen to this fellow, it's also flourishing. Well, part of the reason, if something comes so you don't have to be wearing a mask all the time, there's just a lot of people that aren't attending church services Sunday because of their fear of COVID-19. Perhaps they have other illnesses that would make it worse if they got COVID-19, I was reading a couple of magazines and people with diabetes can really be in a problem if they get this because they already have a negative in their body and this is going to help. So you got to really protect yourself until some kind of vaccine is found or invented that uh, will occur. Then, then I read that 22% of the people who were talked to said they would not take the vaccine when it became available. Yeah, that's uh, that's the old fear that uh, the vaccine will do something to you. And, you know, it's one of those things and they don't know until they, until they actually take the vaccine out there and they've done their tests on it. And uh, I know when it becomes available, I'll be one of them that'll stand in line and take the vaccine. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm still serving four congregations. And when we do communion, we all wear a mask. And I even wear a glove when I distribute the Lord's Supper. So we're trying to be as careful as possible. And so far, we've been very fortunate in these congregations that nobody has really died yet. Uh, do you know anybody in any of your congregations you're affiliated with who has died from COVID-19? Not that, that I'm aware of. Uh, I know of some that, that have gotten ill or quarantined, yes. but uh, none that have passed away. Yeah, we have one lady who I had visited in a nursing home prior to this coming, she's now caught it 
and they're saying she's not doing very good. But that's been now two weeks, and I'll be finding out uh, today when I preach there how she's doing. Now, you had mentioned something that was missing in all of these statements, two words that you just couldn't Mm. find anywhere. I'll give you a hint. It was a name. Jesus Christ. Yes. Can you imagine 12 people talking about Christianity and the future and nobody mentions anything about Jesus Christ? <laughs> well, you, you'd expect it of the Muslims and the, and the, and the rabbis that were, were mentioned in there. But, uh, yes, that was one thing that I, I really found uh, negating there, especially the... Uh, what really came to mind was the Ephesians chapter one, uh, the, the last few verses, and he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things. The church was his, his body, the fullness of him who fills all, all in all. That Jesus is said as a church, and it's Jesus that's ruling the, the, the universe, and the, the the way to salvation is trusting. He, he died for my sins. Yes. There was another, well, there were a number of them, but Gerard, Gerardo Marti, he indicated that with the inauguration of President-elect Biden, who he considered a devout white Roman Catholic dedicated to the Democratic Party, well, there's no doubt he's white, He's affiliated with the Roman Catholic, but he's pro-abortion. He believes that the religious identity of the left is going to be increased. And that means that the morality of the Bible is going to be suffering even more than what it's suffering today. Well, explain what we mean by, I think we do this in the church quite often. You know, we were left or right. What are we talking about when we're talking the left Christianity? Yeah, the left, you and I actually experienced it at the seminary. The one way to interpret the Bible it uses a historical grammatical method where you just take Scripture interpreting Scripture. So nowhere in the Bible is there the slightest hint that God created the world by evolution. But with a new method that came out of Europe primarily of the historical critical method, you try and get into the minds of the people and how they thought in their days. And therefore, there's all kinds of things that aren't true anymore. For example, the miracles of Jesus. I had professors at the seminary we attended in St. Louis, who attempted to give a rational explanation, which was anti-supernatural of all of the miracles, like the the man who the the pigs were scared of and they ran down the hill. It wasn't because a demon was exorcised from him, but he was an epileptic and went into a mm-hmm. seizure that scared the pigs, and that's why they ran down the hill and drowned in the water. 
So that's what I mean by the left, not taking scripture as it obviously says it is. Mm. So really, it, it comes down to two views of interpretation. We, we take the Bible and, and interpret it through other passages of the Bible. In other words, God, God's interpretation versus uh, man that, that I can somehow come up with my own interpretation to, to fit my needs. Yeah, that came about by a philosophy that said one can use reason to figure out what the Bible really says. And I once read a Jewish rabbi wrote a book on Jesus, and he said that he didn't die on the cross by being crucified, but when he was given that liquid he took, that feigned death. And what really killed him was the spear that the soldier put in him. He lived for a little while after the crucifixion, but then he died. And of course, the disciples made up stories that he was seen by 500 people and other things until they say he ascended into heaven, when in reality, uh, this Jewish rabbi said, no, he just simply died and was buried somewhere. Well, that brings up historic faith versus saving faith. I mean, historic faith looks at at, at uh, events around them and, and says, yeah, they did happen, but they, they as it happened with this rabbi, that uh, it happened this way. Whereas saving faith, we trust in the promises of the gospel. And there in lies a, a big difference. And that is, of course, um, I, I think of faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ, as we read in Romans, that uh, the Holy Spirit is creating and sustaining that faith. Yes, the um, historic faith, though, uh, did believe that the events in the Bible were true. So the Pharisees, the unbelieving Pharisees, all believed in six-day, 24-hour creation, the crossing of the Red Sea, and so forth. But what they didn't believe was that Jesus was the true Christ. He was just a carpenter from Nazareth. Today's theologians who are liberal, they look at those stories as myth that somehow God wanted to get across that he created the world. So the people at the time of the writing of Genesis uh, believed that he did that real fast, whereas science today seems to give the impression that it took millions and millions of years. Yeah. And that's why I also make a distinction between two sciences. The one is observable, which means whatever we believe is true is because we observe it. You want to know what the temperature is outside? You take a thermometer outside, and whatever it reads, that's the temperature. But then there's historic science where they say, well, look, we find diamonds in the earth that take thousands of years to come about, and that's how they get evolution of millions of years because the light from the stars is so far away
took hundreds of thousands of years to reach the earth. And that's historic science where they make up years to try and account for the identity of trees and mountains and stars and this sort of thing. And so that's unfortunately what some of our professors at the seminary were being taught until they ended up leaving our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and joining instead with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America that teaches these wrong teachings. Yeah, I would agree with what you're saying. And and I think, too, when, when we look at all of these people that uh, predict for 2021, I, I seem to have caught that uh, they talked about the kingdom of this world of civil government and and things that uh, they the social injustice and things of that nature and never got around to the kingdom of Christ I, I think of Christ's words my kingdom is not of this world wouldn't you agree yes I- exactly now one of the things that became clear by these so-called experts is they really doubt in the political realm I believe more than in the religious realm. Uh, For example, one was talking about what's going to happen with the Supreme Court when this adoption agency that refuses to give children to LGBT people, namely homosexuals, that they lost their license to be able to adopt children. And so this particular article by Robin Brentwell Wilson gave the impression that that might change under the present Supreme Court. But kind of who knows? Um, by the way, did you get the latest on the, what happened with the election of the senators? Oh, the senators? Right. Uh, the two that... Yes. Uh, It was won by the Democratic Party. Both of them? Both of them. Yeah, see, that gives the Democrats control of the uh, uh, Senate because it's tied, and the vice president, the woman, will be able to do the tying vote, which which means Mm. that uh, Supreme Court justices will probably be pro-abortion, gay marriage, etc. So the church is going to have a lot on its hands to deal with. We can only hope that there will be some Democratic senators that won't go along with these unbiblical views. Well, <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of uh, Christians out there wondering what is going on. You know, we had a president that, that was against uh, abortion, Right. And uh, we also had, uh, uh, well, on the Supreme Court, six of them are Roman Catholic, but it, so far it doesn't look to me like they're, that they're voting in a conservative manner on some of the religious issues that were being brought up. Yes. Uh, the big thing about Christians ahead of time that wanted Trump reelected was a pro-life view and also the liberty to worship as we want. 
Can you imagine if this administration puts out a law that we, as Lutherans, for example, must marry two gay people? Oh, yeah, yeah, that that could be, you could see some real religious persecution coming down the road as a result of that. Well, fortunately, we in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, will not change our views on that, and we will refuse uh, to marry such people. And I think that's really important. What will happen to us in light of that, who knows? So this year could be very interesting, although isn't the election of the Congress every two years, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, and certain amount of the uh, senators as well. Right. So th- it could be turned around, or the Holy Spirit may move uh, the Democratic senators to realize the danger of certain positions that some people have. And because not all Republicans were on board with everything either, it's really impossible to find someone that agrees with everything you say because everybody has different points of views. But we know what the Democrat Party is saying they want to do, and that's what these 12 so-called experts were looking to, and all of them were negative uh, against Christianity except for two of them. And so people need to be careful when they read about the future because God can change anything. Right, and and I have down here in my notes that, you know, you, uh, as you have said before, it it comes down to, to sin with the capital I, you know, the, the original sin of mankind going back and forth, and the only way that's going to change is uh, good, solid preaching of law and gospel. Yes, and that unfortunately isn't happening in many churches because pastors are afraid to preach the law lest their congregation gets divided and therefore the money doesn't come in and so they really have a fear of proper law preaching, which needs to be done in order that the gospel makes sense. Because who wants to have the forgiveness of sins if they don't consider themselves to be sinners in many areas? Well, it comes, and we do that in our early part of our worship service where we have confession of sins, I, a poor, miserable sinner. And then then comes the absolution, you know, as, as one layman uh, pastor remarked that uh, his people always seem to, with gusto, confess their sins. And one of the laymen brought forward and said, that's because we know what's coming next, and that's God's forgiveness in Christ Jesus. Correct. And that's what KFUO is all about, is trying to give comfort and hope uh, even to those who feel real disappointed in the possible direction the country may be going. And we'll be talking more about that. And we'll give you the good news when it comes through also 
not only in the political field, but most importantly, in the spiritual field. So are you ready for looking for something for next week? Yep, I got a couple ideas. Well, we'll be talking about that. And I think this was a good article because it shows that right now the press, at, at least in this article, are fully kind of opposed to anything good happening in the area of Christianity. And that's because of the various situations that we're involved with. It leaves out, as we said before, it leaves out Jesus Christ. And that's where the hope and the future is. Yeah, how these so-called religious people can talk about Christianity without mentioning Jesus Christ is beyond me. That yeah, makes two of us. I mean, I, I looked at that and I said, uh, it, it, it would be like Jesus had said, my kingdom is not of this world. And uh, the gospel, the power of the gospel changes everything. The Holy Spirit working in the hearts of mankind. And That's we right. saw Pentecost. Yeah, you'll be glad to hear that one of our listeners ended up going to one who is not Lutheran, uh, ended up attending a Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod Congregation here in St. Louis, and he just became a member after going through confirmation. And he is just joyous about what he is hearing. That's really good news. All right. It is good news. Tomorrow's Law and Gospel is an open mic Friday, and you can imagine we did get some emails uh, during this time, and we'll be taking a look at what they have to say, what they have to ask, and hopefully uh, be able to share with you answers. So you heard rumination, law, and gospel. I'm expecting uh, the music to start at any moment because we're almost over time here. But tomorrow's Law and Gospel will be an open mic Friday. If you want to ask something, you'll need to email us at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. So you have a happy new year, Pastor, and we hope that KFUO will continue to be giving the good word of comfort and joy to those who need to hear it. Good to be with you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.